Welcome back to Thoughts from the Metal Cavern. And we're here today in the Metal Cavern, and it's very, very wet outside, but you know what? We're going to have a good day anyway, because today we're going to harp on rugby league. We're going to harp on something that's been brought up over the last couple of weeks, initially through Peter Volandis, whether people want to believe that or not, talking about a conference system in the NRL. Well, as you know, of course, because all of you have listened to all of my episodes, <laughs> or not, <laughs> um, I have harped on this before, both in rugby league and with the soccer. Um, so we're going to go through it again, a little bit more detailed this time with some of my ideas. Now, I know that a lot of people are against the idea of having conferences. They believe that the NRL should be left the way it is. Well, I'm going to just talk about that a little bit, bring up some other ideas as well, and maybe just change your mind. Anyway, we'll see you by the time we get to the end of this episode of Thoughts from the Metal Cavern. So let's start by talking about a conference system, uh, and which is what has been in the news the last couple of weeks, and basically is going to uh, there was there's talk of a, a new Brisbane team coming into the competition by 2023, which will bring the uh, competition to 17 teams, and there was also discussion of perhaps a second New Zealand team, which would bring the comp- competition to 18 teams, and I mean. I've already spoken about in the past about bringing a Perth team back into the competition as there was uh, just prior to and including the Super League years and looking at expansion in different ways like that. So the idea that was brought forward was that there would be 18 teams with the new Brisbane team and a second New Zealand team and they would split into two conferences of nine teams each. Now, the way they would split those conferences would be that they would have a Sydney conference and then an outer Sydney conference. So that the nine teams that are considered uh, Sydney-based would be in one conference and all of the external teams would be in the second conference. Now, there's pros and negatives of all of that. It's, um, it's interesting to look at at the moment that if you had the two conferences as they would be split right now, as of this point, we would have, in the Sydney Conference, we would have Penrith on top on 16, the Eels and Rabbits on 14, and the Roosters on 12 in a top four situation. And then you would have the Dragons two games behind that top four in eight on eight points, Manly on six, Sharks, Tigers four, Bulldogs two. In the other conference, you'd have Storm on 12 points on top, the Warriors on eight, and the Titans and the Raiders on six, making up their top four. And then Newcastle Cowboys on six, Broncos on four. And, of course, there's two teams not involved in that. So I guess that brings up one of the problems that we can come to in a second. What are the positives of a conference-style system? Well, I think, for me, 
you would have the equivalent of three grand finals. Now, you wouldn't necessarily lose any finals. You would actually still have a top four in each conference rather than a top eight as we have now. And then you would have, say, first place, second, third place, fourth. The winner of the first to the second has the week off. Then uh, the loser of that game plays the winner of the third versus fourth. And then the winner, the, the winner of that game then plays the other team in what would be considered the grand final of the Sydney Conference and then also the grand final of the Australian Conference, let's call it. So there's two grand finals there immediately. And then, of course, the two winners would play off in in America. They'd call it a World Series or the or you know the Super Bowl or anything like that. But in the in the grand final, the two winners would play each other for the grand final. So you would have the equivalent of three grand finals. Now that's got to be a, a better money spinner for rugby league, perhaps. I mean, it hasn't doesn't really change the system we've got now, the final system we've got now. I guess in the long run. There are one of the things that they brought up is that there will be more local derbies for the Sydney teams, which at the moment the rugby league believes are their main money spinners. So that would mean that in essence they were saying that every, you would play everyone in your own conference twice and everyone in the other conference once. So you would still play all the other teams in cross conference matches, but you would have more local derbies than you currently have in the Sydney area. So that you'd have the grudge matches, you know, the Penrith versus the Earls. You'd have the Rabbits against the Roosters twice. You'd have uh, Dragons against Manly twice. All of those kind of things that they consider to be their big money games, the ones that the crowds come to, you would get two of those a year instead of currently, generally, only getting one. Is that it? I mean, in the long run, I, I don't care. <laughs> I know some... some do and, and you know, 35 years ago when I was a teenager I probably would care more but it's not really where I'm at at the moment at least also with the conference system all teams are still in a sort of in, the, in a level competition and I say that in that they're all still uh, in a one division there's no separate divisions of teams everyone's still in a level playing field it's just that you are separated into two conferences and you're attempt to get to the final or to, to win your conference, you are only up against, if you have 18 teams, you're only up against eight other teams rather than the moment where in the 16 teams you're up against 15 other teams. So that, those are the positives. Now, there are obvious uh, negatives. The Certainly the travelling costs for the what we'll call the Australian conference would be greater because they would have to continue to travel great distances to play opponents. Whereas in the Sydney Conference, for two-thirds of the year, they're just driving up the road 20 minutes to play. So there's there would have to be a, uh, a subsidising of travelling costs for the Australian Conference in order to make that fair on those clubs. Now, that's not the only thing, of course, then you actually have the travel. So, of course, if you are the Storm and you have to travel to Brisbane and then to... New Zealand and then back to the Titans and then to Canberra and, and back and forth, whereas Sydney teams aren't doing that as much, that takes wear and tear on the players. So you've got to take that into account as well. Uh, in the long run, there will always be a, uh, a thought that one of the conferences will be stronger than the other and that 
less worthy teams will play finals football than perhaps in the other competition. Now that's possibly, you know, quite possibly true, but it won't mean. It still means that at the end of this season, the best team or one of the best teams will still win the whole kit and caboodle, even if, for instance, uh, the Titans made the uh, currently would be third in that that other conference, the Australian conference. That might rank them as tenth or eleventh if there was all the teams in one competition. Does it really? Does it really matter in the long run whether? You know, if if you keep those conferences the same every year, then that's just the way it's going to be. And the recruiting of players and the, and the strength of those teams will eventually even out. And you know, it'll be one year where one conference does have a team that finishes with less points than say in the other conference, but still make finals football. Well, that's footy, and that makes it more interesting, surely. Um, but. The problem with all of that still is, do you think that's going to work on a long-term basis? Uh, You can't get to the point where you play with conferences for three or four years and suddenly decide, well, this isn't working, Uh, we're not going to bother. The other point is, is that if we have 18 teams, uh, if we get those two new teams in, when, if they decide, well, I say if, if they decide to include more teams in the future, say a Perth team, then... Does that mean that if they go into the Australian Conference, they have to put another team in the Sydney Conference? So you have to you have to have another Sydney team come in. Is that the way you've got to do it, or or do they then say, oh well, we'll mix the conferences up? Well, that doesn't work. So that's going to be a difficult thing if they ever get to that point. That's going to be a difficult uh, thing they have to look at to make it fair and make it workable down the track. While I don't mind the idea of conference football, my preference for a long time, um, and I would say probably 35, 40 years, has always been for a divisional system to come into rugby league. And you know, there are a number of reasons for that, reasons that I think would work, but generally when I speak to other people about it, they don't feel it would work. And... Honestly, I can see that it would be very, very difficult to implement, to even start a divisional system. If you could start it, then I think it can work. But getting clubs and the NRL to actually agree to starting it and how to start it is going to be, or would be, uh, the biggest, um, the the point that would be hardest to, to work out. The main reason I think there should be let's say, two divisions to start with, is that I think that it then, in in a certain way, it evens up the competitions. Now, I know that we have uh, uh, points at the moment where lower teams get up and, and beat the higher teams and everyone says, oh, that's great for football, terrific. But how much has it actually been happening? In the long run, if you look at the last five years of the competition, how would you break up a competition as it currently stands at 16 teams into two eight 
team divisions. And who should be in that top division and who shouldn't be. Now, that's where the down to the, the down points are. It makes it very difficult because all the clubs will think that they deserve a shot at that first division. So if I was to break it down, and I've done it here in two different ways. So what I've done is I've gone back over the results of the last five years of the of the where teams have finished in the last five years. And I've combined all those and I've got um, a combined total of how they finished each year and then ranked that to put the teams in a ranking from 1 to 16 and break it into 2. So between 2016 to 2020, the first division, the top eight teams out of all those years combined would be Storm, Roosters, Sharks, Panthers, Raiders, Rabbitohs, Broncos and Eels, and they would make up a first division if you were to break it up in that way. And that would leave the second division as Tigers, Sea Eagles, Cowboys, Warriors, Dragons, Bulldogs, Knights and Titans. Now, a lot of people would say a five-year period gives you a fair indication of how the teams have gone over a long period of time so that you could get to the point where you would say, if you were going to do it, say, at the end of this season, you would say, okay, let's cut it off. That's how we're going to do it. That's where the divisions are. Arguments? Absolutely there would be. So what if we went, what if we said that period was too long? We want to narrow that down. So let's just do it over the last two seasons, 2019, 2020. I did the same thing where they finished on the table in the last two years. And so the first division we have is Storm, Roosters, Eels, Raiders, Rabbitohs, Panthers, Sharks, and Knights. So what's the difference? There's a five-year period and a two-year period. The only difference in those two competitions is that the Knights sneak in in front of the Broncos in the top division in the two-year period rather than the five-year period. And if you were going to continue that this year, well, the Knights might not make it either. But that might mean that the Sea Eagles or the Tigers, who are both on both of those counts, are right on the edge of making that top division could make the top division. But let's look at it. Honestly, if we go back to the one over the five years, if you look at that second division, is there any teams in that second division that I've named that anyone can honestly say deserves to be in a top eight first division, say, next season? There is no team there. Tigers haven't done enough. Seagulls haven't done enough. Cowboys, no. Warriors, no. Dragons, no. Bulldogs, no. Knights, no. Titans, no. None of those teams deserve or can conclusively say they deserve to be in a top division of an of a eight-team first division rugby league competition. Now, the Broncos would be lucky to survive to get into there, but the benefits of that is at least having a Brisbane team in that top division for at least the first year because then, of course, not only have we evened up these two, the, the competition into two fairly even competitions, we then have promotion and relegation. And to me, this is what rugby league needs. It needs a promotion relegation system because not only do we have the teams playing for uh, grand finals and finals at the end of the season, we also have teams at the bottom of the first division fighting to not get relegated. So it makes those games relevant every single week in the last four or five weeks of the competition. 
instead of just saying, oh, well, as we have the last couple of years, well, will Canterbury off the bottom? But does anyone really care? They did last year. The Broncos finished last, you know. But did anyone really care? It didn't matter. But it would if the team that was going to finish last was going to end up being relegated into the second division the following season. So I really, truly believe that that kind of um, instigation would improve rugby league. It also means that you have two grand finals every year. So we have, obviously, we get to the same sort of thing where with the eight-team divisions, we would have, again, go back to a first versus second, third versus fourth, the first week. The team that wins that first game goes through. The other two teams play each other, and then they, the winner of that goes into play what is basically the grand final of the competition. So you have the grand final of the first division, and you have before that you can have the grand final of the second division to see who wins that competition. So grand final day immediately has two grand finals. Surely that's a good thing. Um, and also, I mean, there will be things to be worked out. I'm, I'm not saying that this is the burn or end all, and this is just a, a talking point, and that there will be lots of other things to be brought in. But at the moment, obviously, with only eight teams in each division, you can't have a final five or anything like that. But what you can do is that when we get to the point where we want to bring in new teams, so let's say that in two or three years' time, we want to bring in two new teams. So we bring in a new Brisbane team, and for argument's sake, let's bring in a Perth team. Well, they can both come into the competition through the second division. They can start in the second division, and then we can say, well, okay, the first division and second division, well, we can either make them both nine teams each and then have a bye, or we can continue to have just eight teams in that first division and and uh, ten teams in the second division, or we can change it and make the first division have ten teams. Second division only has eight teams. And any time we want to bring new teams into competition, they can be brought into that second division, which therefore gives them a chance to come in and not immediately play the absolute best teams in Australia until they get good enough to make that first division. So it must it would make it theoretically easier to bring new teams into the competition. And then it gives them the chance to work their way up to the point that they can make the top of the second division and then get promoted to the first division. Now, like I said, I know there are there to me they're the positives. Uh, there are negative aspects and they would have to be uh, worked out in a correct way to make sure that they don't affect the competition. Obviously, uh, teams that are in the first division would be expected that they would draw the best players and um, be able to you know, get any player whose team has dropped to second division to come and say, well, come and play for us next year because we're in the first division and you're in the second division. The point would have to be that the salary cap would have to still remain the same for all clubs. It can't be like uh, overseas soccer, especially Premier League soccer in England, where there's no salary caps. If whoever's got the most money wins every year. You have to still have a level playing field on the money side of it so that clubs can still continue to build and work their way out of second division if they are there. At the moment, people would say that wouldn't happen. But to be honest, look, the Storm and the Roosters especially have been at the top of rugby league now for the last six, seven, eight years. 
and they continue to draw the the best players or they continue to find the best players, whether they have a salary cap or not. So that's not going to change just because there are two divisions. So I, I don't honestly see that as being a problem. As long as the salary cap is still there and is enforced properly, then it still gives every team the opportunity to retain their players and force their way up into a first division. Um, there's, like I said, there, there would be an argument as to how best to start it, but if everyone came on board, you would find the way and you would just, I mean, there would be eight teams that would be disappointed starting in a second division. There's no doubt about that. But if you can get to the point where you can argue that this is the best thing for league in general and for the clubs in general, then that's the only way to go forward. If we're just going to stick with the fact that saying, no, no, we're going to be happy where we are, and you're going to have clubs like, and I don't want to pick on these clubs, but like the Tigers and the Titans and the Knights and the Dragons and the Bulldogs, you know, all those teams who have struggled for a number of years to really compete and be challenging just for a top eight position, let alone challenging for a premiership, surely those teams could see uh, a benefit from just being in a second division and being able to try and force their way to win that second division, to win that, get some success, and then promote to the first division with a team that is on the rise, that are confident, and they can go to the first division and try and improve on that, rather than where they are now, which is just still sitting in that bottom eight every year, nothing changes, It's and they're not going anywhere. At least if you're in a second division, if you finish, as it would be now, say 9, 10, 11, or 12, well, you'd be playing finals. There might be second division finals, but you'd be playing finals. And that's what players want to play in. That's what clubs want. That's what supporters want. They want to play finals. So there is more chance of you playing finals in that situation if you're in a second division than if you're going to sit in the bottom half of the current NRL situation. To me, I, I like that idea, and I like the idea of being able to bring new clubs in and bring them in through the second division to give that um, a fresh face as well. I know it'll never happen, and to me that's really disappointing. Uh, but that kind of idea, at least the basis of that idea, and I'm happy to talk to people about it and try and work out a better way of doing it, I still think that as a basis of an idea, that is the way to improve rugby league in Australia, to get it going, to keep it being one of those sports that everybody wants to watch. Freeman screaming about the one point. Elias is there again. Has he got time? Plenty of it. Hits the crossbar. Freeman was offside. He should have been ruled offside. Alrighty, well, that's been my little rant today about uh, one of my favourite things, I guess, is about divisional play, splitting sports into divisions and having promotion and relegation to improve. the season as a whole, um, it's something that I'm, I'm passionate about uh, and I think is something worth considering rather than just going along the way we are, seeing the same teams up the top pretty much every year. It'd be nice to be able to change it up a little bit and see if that can reinvigorate the competition as a whole. However, I'm sure most of you don't agree with me. Uh, if you feel like discussing it, you can get on our website at anchor.fm forward slash metal cavern 
and you can leave a voice message there giving your opinion on what you think and then maybe we can up the discussion from there in a future podcast. Anyway, once again, thanks again for tuning in, listening to me for 20 minutes or so and I hope that you'll come back again for the next terrifically, wonderfully informative episode of Thoughts from the Metal Cavern. <laughs>